everyone, this is Viv and you're listening to the What Gives Podcast. Today we have the honor of speaking to this very special creative arts nonprofit based in Chicago. Y'all know Chicago is near and dear to my heart, but this organization stood out to me for a number of reasons and ways they mentor young adults through creative arts, personal development, monetary support, and just overall programming. And when I first met and spoke to Jasmine Lopez, the executive director of Firehouse Dream, we connected on so much. Um, the Soul City Church that we both attended at different times, um, our upbringing, her dedication to her neighborhood, fighting the brain drain from that neighborhood, which we will be defining later, and so many other wonderful things. So I am so grateful to have Jasmine on our podcast. Jasmine, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, I would love if you could set the stage for us and talk about the firehouse dream, um, the neighborhood that y'all come from, the problem you're trying to solve, and just the start of the whole thing. Just tell me everything. Yeah, absolutely. So we, meaning me and my husband, we're actually in Maywood, Illinois, which is just a small little suburb just outside of Chicago, but we're still part of the Chicagoland area. Um, and we uh, co-founded and started a nonprofit together, a creative arts nonprofit, where we focus on mentoring the next generation of creatives, specifically creatives of color. And um, um, really what inspired me to dream up this idea or this nonprofit was being a resident first within my own community. Um, you know, and oftentimes we're aware of the challenges our community faces. We see it, we live it, we experience it every day. And I really felt challenged with the idea of like, what am I going to do about it? Um, what does truly neighboring well mean to me. And so as I began dreaming up how I could use my assets and what I bring to the table to connect with my community, I started thinking of this idea of starting a creative, uh, having a creative space so that we can host creative workshops and events and bring in uh, young adults within the community and they can learn these different creative skill sets like photography, graphic design, branding, anything that you can really utilize um, to start a build a business, as well as being able to make an income off of it. So my community context is we're 95% BIPOC. Um, you know, we have, we're an, a, what quote unquote many call an under-resourced community that isn't necessarily language I particularly love. Um, I say we're a community that has experienced this investment because there's intentionality behind uh, laws and uh, institutional um, systems that exist that have created the disinvestment that our community has experienced. And so when I started doing the research and really trying to understand the context of my own community and how it became what it's become, um, I saw a part of my own story um, in the stories of maybe some of our youth. You know, I never want to assume that our stories are the same, but I grew up in a single parent home, um, you know, a Latino home, uh, this idea of what success is. You, uh, you get educated, uh, you move into... Um, you move out of your communities and move into other communities, and that is success. And so I felt a lot of pressure. And the creative arts to me was also something that was not really seen as something that could be viable or something that you could thrive in. And so it was actually um, 
suggested to me to not do that um, as a creative, as someone who specifically fell in love with photography. Um, and, you know, my mom, you know, had the best intention, intentions and just really wanting to see me succeed. And um, to her, that looked one way um, through, you know, a professional career pathway. And that just is not the route that I ended up taking. And so I pursued photography um, and became a professional photographer and just, um, uh, embarked in my own challenges of what does it look like to come from a lower income home situation and trying to have access all of a sudden into a network and build a business and how do I do this as a first generation entrepreneur and just face a lot of my own challenges and as a result ended up assimilating and making some decisions that I thought I had to make in order to be able to build a thriving business and I share all this because it's so interconnected with the work that we're doing within the firehouse dream and so our goal now um, you know, nearly 20 years later for me now is to partner with the next generation of youth um, and provide uh, that space, a safe space for them to learn these creative skill sets and to be able to have mentors who look like them and understand their lived experience and also to be provided with the resources, the tools, the equipment that's needed to get started within the creative industry and really helping them have an opportunity to build meaningful, impactful businesses that are creating change but also providing a different career pathway outside of just sports and academics. Honestly, as someone who also attempted to pursue her own dream working in the nonprofit space, which is also a space that not a lot of parents will encourage their kids to go into, I think that's absolutely wonderful. And I think I watched a video on your website about all the things you provide to your mentees, like the equipment to start their website, podcast, t-shirt brand, photography, videography, anything that they want. I think that is absolutely amazing. And just in speaking to the greater community, you know, the community that this resonates with, you know, what can people do to aid the firehouse mission in its dream and help it to grow? Yeah, absolutely. So there's several things that come to mind. Um, we are always looking to partner with other creatives and entrepreneurs who want to give back and partner with us in mentoring the next generation of creatives, either through our mentorship program or in a one-on-one -on -one setting. Um, so that's one way that people connect. Um, we truly believe that leveraging network is huge. And so if you are resonating with the work that we're doing here within the Firehouse Dream, um, connect us, connect us with either other entrepreneurs or, or other individuals who would love to give and donate specifically to the work that we're doing. We're a very young organization. We're still, you know, in what's considered the startup. We're under three years old. Um, and so we're trying to grow towards sustainability with equity at the center. And our greatest, biggest call to action is being able to partner with us financially. And if that's something that y'all can do, then that's something that we would love a, a partnership in and where we can do this collectively and together because we can't do this alone. You know, I was once a kid with a creative dream as well, and mine was to tell the story of others. Um, so I would love to hear some of the stories about some of your mentees and artists in your house and kind of the projects that they're working on, where we can find them even. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, oh my gosh, there's so many amazing stories. So initially when I started the firehouse stream, I thought, you know, we're going to do workshops and we're going to offer all these different kind of unique opportunities for the youth to come in and pick and choose whatever workshops they wanted to do. And then COVID happened. Um, It's wild to think that the majority of our existence has been during the pandemic. And so we've had to do a lot of pivoting. And so it was last year in 2021, early in the year where we're like, maybe let's pivot more to a paid mentorship program. Um, Oftentimes, a lot of our young adults have to work, you know, to help contribute to the needs of the family. And so we never want to put the youth or a family in a position where they have to choose over a unique opportunity like ours over being able to provide. So we provide a stipend for our young adults to come and be a part of our mentorship program. It equates to $15 an hour. And we piloted this program last year in March. And uh, we had five youth come through and just to see the growth and where they are even a year later has been so amazing. So there's one mentee in particular, Amanda, she started, um, her area of interest was hand lettering. Uh, And so she was very interested in it, wasn't super sure of like what she could do with it, didn't really know how thriving it was specifically in the wedding industry. And so we helped her um, learn how to take her own content, uh, create her own photos, help her develop her pricing structure. So by the end of the 12 weeks, she fully launched her website Um, and she has taken clients and she uh, is growing and she's graduating high school this year and she's headed to college to focus in graphic design. So that's one specific amazing story that has happened over the last year. Wow, I love that for her and the wedding industry is booming. So she's in a good spot. Yes, yes. The opportunities are endless. Um, and so it's so cool to see how they each bring their unique niches to the table and how they can really um, grow that in, into multiple ways and grow it into an opportunity for them to create an income. Another another story that comes to mind is um, from that same cohort um, is Mariah. She participated in our mentorship program as an aspiring makeup artist. Um, and so she didn't go the traditional route into college. She went straight into cosmetology school. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, shortly after that, she actually joined our staff team and um, was creating content for us, part of our mentorship program, um, you know, partnering with the next Uh, cohorts and just really sharing like what she's learned from it, um, doing a lot of the admin work. And then as she was continuing her um, esthetician program in which she completes this month in May um, and graduates and will be transitioning off of staff and with the purpose and the intent of fully focusing on building her makeup business um, as well as the esthetician side of things too. I feel like with the next generation, things like cosmetology school, like digital arts, like lettering, wedding planning, like all of those things. Um, Like it's a space for creatives and it's just continuing to grow and it's becoming um, kind of a central part of every industry is to be more creative. And I think that's that's awesome. These kids are going for it. <laughs> yes. You know, there's something really beautiful about creating and fostering this safe space um, that feels super creative. It feels very approachable, attainable, um, a sense of belonging, right? And where you can come into this space to not only just learn, but to like dream and to dream with all sorts of limitations off. And then the goal is, is like, 
you know, helping them to identify what is it that you're dreaming of and how can we make that um, a reality? How do we partner with you in it? And what does that look like? So does that mean how can I leverage my network from the creative industry from the last 20 years and connect you with individuals who are actually doing what it is that you're looking to do so that you then can, one, see yourself represented in it, two, be able to um, have permission to pick their brain and say, hey, like, how do I price myself for this? Or how do I structure X, Y, Z, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's really, it's really neat to see the transformation that happens from day one to the end of the 12 weeks and where they're just like so excited to take their creative dreams to the next step or the next level. That's awesome. And all of these mentees, are they part of your Maywood neighborhood or where, where are they coming from? Yes, so we have um, we have a mix coming in from Chicago as well as from the Maywood community. So we our school district is called Proviso District district. So we do save like 80% of our seats for specifically proviso students. Um, but that means you could work within the community. It means you could live within the community or you can go to school within the community um, is a part of that 80%. And then the, the you know, 20% and under come from Chicago or other neighboring communities as well. Yeah, it sounds like the Firehouse Dream is very neighborhood oriented. And I know when we first connected. We talked about the brain drain um, and how we we see a lot of successful people coming from different neighborhoods, leaving that neighborhood um, and not always getting the opportunity to work within that neighborhood, help build that neighborhood, help build the home that they came from. And that was something that we really connected on. And I would love if you could tell me about, you know, your dedication and your connection to that neighborhood and how the firehouse dream is helping to kind of combat that brain drain. Yeah, absolutely. So there, I truly believe that many of us um, who, you know, millennials who were kind of taught to believe this idea of what success is, right? You come up you come out of these communities and you never look back. And I think a lot of us are being challenged with that notion and that idea. And so when I moved um, back into um, a predominantly BIPOC community, I, I was like, wait, well, why do we have to move back here, you know? And I was then immediately convicted and began to really challenge myself and say, hey, maybe there's something deeper here. Maybe there's actually a reason as to why we're in our community. And so the more I opened my heart to that, the more I deeply fell in love with the rich history that's here, understanding and learning the context of how our community has become, how it's become, but then also looking at the many unspoken, unheard, amazing activists, individuals, community members who are rooted here and have been rooted here for decades and years upon years, actively doing the work, but yet their voices and their names have not been um, notarized or they haven't been recognized in ways that maybe other spaces has. And so for me, I was really challenged with that idea of what what am I going to do about it? Um, And so through creating the Firehouse Dream, that is a huge aspect of what we do and what we focus on 
through our programming, uh, specifically in teaching um, our young adults. Like, yeah, it's awesome to learn how to take beautiful photos. Yes, it's awesome to learn graphic design, brand identity, all these things. But what are you going to do with it? There is a sense of responsibility that comes with these creative skill sets that we're learning. And how can we partner these skill sets and really amplify the kinds of our concerns of our community? How do we uh, bring awareness to the injustices that we're seeing taking place within our community? And then what do we do about it? And how do we do that through the different platforms on social media, through art, through photography, through uh, graphic design, through illustrations. And so that's something that we really, really process through and talk through a lot is like, how are we going to give back to our community? So a lot of our young adults who build out their businesses, a lot of it comes from wanting to give back to the community, wanting to create spaces where they then can teach their peers or their, or their younger peers um, how to do photography or these different skill sets. And so really the hope is to combat the brain drain and where it's like, no, there is such beauty and value here in our communities. And what does it look like if we each um, individually bring the assets that we bring to the table to collectively together to see the change we want to see happen within our own community? Because we are worthy of, of investment. We are worthy of development. We are worthy of beautiful, thriving communities without being displaced, without being gentrified and so much more. Absolutely. And I feel like as, you know, BIPOC people of color and immigrants and just, you know, I feel like in our communities, migration has always been such a big part of our stories that it's really interesting to see the shift where we're, you know, we're doing land acknowledgments for the Native American indigenous folks. We're doing we're trying to combat gentrification. We're trying to stay within our communities. We're trying to build up those community centers and, you know, make those neighborhoods that weren't so attractive um, places where people can thrive and, you know, give back. I think that's, it's such a coming of age story to me, you know, it's such a shift from our families, you know, pushing us to get out of these places. You know, my family moving across the ocean for a better life. And, you know, sometimes a better life could be found here when we partner with the community intentionally and, you know, build within, hire from within and just invest in our communities. Yes. And for so many of us, this is actually instinctual to our indigenous cultures, um, which unfortunately for many of us has been lost uh, through assimilation. And so it's kind of just getting back to the root of who we actually are. Um, collective thriving and flourishing is something that um, is comes it's a natural and it's inherent to many of us um and so it's really tapping into that and saying okay i i don't want to be the only one thriving here i i want to see this sense of collective thriving and flourishing together um and so how do we do that and how do we do that well i love it i love it we could speak about this forever but i really just you know i would love to hear more about the firehouse dream what y'all have been able to achieve. I know y'all were the Create Action grant winner for Sony, and I'm sure you've achieved so much more in the last three years, and I would just love to hear where y'all are right now. Yes, so our mentorship program is thriving. Um, I mentioned that we piloted it last year in March, um, and then in the fall of last year, we received the notification that we were a, a, a grant recipient from Sony, which was huge. <laughs> I'll never forget. I was like jumping up and down. That's um, amazing. I would cry. 
I think I almost did. <laughs> but it was just such a confirmation. I think, um, you know, to be completely vulnerable, I think as a Latina, um, as an ED, uh, running a really a grassroots organization that's trying to do things different than what the sector has done and always done. It was just it was just affirming and confirmation towards the work that we're doing that Sony, such a large organization, would partner with us in this way. Um, and they have have been amazing to work with. And so it really just helped one put us on the map. Two, it helped us to continue to establish more relationships with other grants and foundations. And you know, without with that un unfortunately, fortunately, I don't know which one to call it, but you, you know, you can't really push the work that you're doing forward without funding. And so there's this beautiful dance that has to be kind of figured out or this rhythm of like, how do we, how do we work this out while also being very cautious and wise about how we build out this nonprofit so that we're not taking on any sort of like nonprofit industrial complex or a founder complex or all of these things. Right. And so that's like a huge, um, burden it's heavy because i don't i i want our organization to be so different in how we lead and how we make decisions in the work that we're doing and how we partner and come alongside our mentees and so we really value co-creating um and shared power and making decisions together so during our mentorship program on the very first day uh when you know there's 10 young adults that come through they're between the ages of 15 and 22 and we on the very first day come together and just dream up what this mentorship could look like we ask them what are you dreaming up what do you want to learn let's let's do this together and we'll bring in the different facilitators who can come in and teach their skill set to you guys and so based on their feedback is really how we design our curriculum so every cohort varies just slightly um, in addition to that we do a lot of community projects so we partner with other organizations and other individuals to really um, provide photo content and opportunities for them to also then in turn get uh, graphic design and you know brand work all the things that are needed to really help build towards revitalization within a community and network and so our young adults are learning so much not just a focus on creative skills and entrepreneurship but really we also focus on two other pillars because i think it's really key in order to build a thriving creative business, we really believe there needs to be a healthy relationship with money and a healthy relationship with self. So we focus on financial wellness and mental health. So how has my lived experience with money and with the world impacted how I've seen myself and how I see the world? And how do we build healthy relationships with self and money so that we can in turn build thriving businesses? And so through all of this co-creation and working together collectively and co collaboratively, uh, we really want our mentees, once they come through the end of the 12 weeks, to one, see that they can create um, a thriving creative business or partner with another brand out there where they can explore creative um, outlets while also having a, a positive sense of self and a healthy relationship towards thriving and and, and building the kind of future that they want that's rooted in the truth of who they are and that they can live out of it authentically. That's incredible. I mean, I feel like you're in a way building like an ecosystem of value aligned organizations that you're providing work to, but they're also providing you support. And I love to see that um, in communities and I could, you know, I feel like this growth is just going to expand because of 
continuing to stay value aligned. I think a lot of nonprofits struggle while they grow bigger and bigger with um, staying true to their original mission of not wanting to be needed one day. You know what I mean? Like I, when you brought up the nonprofit, the nonprofit industrial complex, I feel like when we talk about issues, we used to talk about wanting to end these issues, but now we're talking about how to sustain an organization so that it can exist when it shouldn't be, have to exist in the first place if everyone was supported. Right. Um, so I love that. I absolutely agree. Um, and y'all are doing amazing work. I, I do love to hear about the impact of the firehouse stream. Thank you. Yeah. And I, you know, because it is a dream and we're talking about dreams here, I do want to, you know, talk a little bit more about the future you envision for the firehouse dream and yeah, what are the dreams? What are the opportunities that are coming up? What are some of the challenges? Yes. Oh my gosh, it's such a good question. You know, on a dream, on the dream side of things, um, you know, we we really want to just make sure we have a solid foundation here in right here in Maywood and making sure that we're thriving within the community and remaining to be headquartered in Maywood. Um, big dreams would be like purchasing more property and creating like production studio spaces where we actually become like a shooting and filming uh, hub where our mentees would get to be like PAs and um, really getting to work with um, top-notch, amazing <laughs> filmers and filmmakers and individuals who are doing great things and, and really leveraging those kinds of opportunities. So that's like, oh my gosh, if you know that could happen, that would be amazing. But really just dreaming of like, how do we continue to go deeper with the mentees that we've worked with for me my question is and when i'm dreaming is like how do we like really go to the next level with these 33 young adults that have walked through our doors and then in the wider sense how do we dream up what does it look like to continue specifically around the topics of mental health uh since that is such a huge second pil main pillar of who we are as an organization um how do we continue to normalize the topic of mental health within our own communities and how do we um it, uh, include that not just in our programming, but how do we begin to offer additional programming uh, within the context of mental health? And so we're dreaming up creating like a mental health kit, dreaming up making a, a youth-led designed journal um, with mental health prompts and really creating this unique fun box experience for young adults and adults to experience. And, and it's a way for uh, individuals to partner with us. And again, how do we utilize creativity to be able to create the change we want to see within our own communities, right? So our own challenges are we have a huge mental health crisis here. Um, we lack a lot of resources. Um, we don't really have the institutions here uh, or the services available here to be able to provide uh, mental health services in the way that our youth need it. Our school district in specific works with over 4,000 youth of which 98% of them identify as BIPOC. Um, and so there, there is a huge crisis here on the mental health side of things. And as an organization, you know, because we're such a startup, another challenge we're facing is just do we have the staff support? You know, we have so many dreams, but do we have this? Do we have the staff support and the funding to 
to continue this on because it would be devastating to start and then have to stop because we don't have the resources to continue on. And so um, we want to make sure that we're in alignment with our dreaming, that we don't dream too big, that we step out of what we can handle, <laughs> and then also not be afraid to dream so big that we actually go after and accomplish those dreams. Yeah. And listeners, that is a call to action. You know, we're doing a lot of dreaming here. So dream with us. Yes. Um, you know, for all of the people who would love to find where the firehouse dream is or connect with you or connect with the mentees, where can, where can we find you? Yes. So we are on all the socials, but mostly Instagram and TikTok. So it's just at the firehouse dream. Um, come follow along journey with us as we continue to share the work and do the work that we're doing right here in Maywood. Awesome. And, you know, with conversations like this, I always want to end with some wisdom that you have to share with the listeners. I mean, building this entire organization, I'm sure there's just so much wisdom that you can impart. Yes. Um, I think since we've been talking so much about dreaming, I just want to share if you have a dream or an idea on your heart, um, just know that it takes one baby step. Um, you don't necessarily need to have all the answers. You don't need to know the full plan or the picture of how it's going to work out. I think um, just taking one baby step at a time um, allows for us to have that courage and that bravery we need to see and make our dreams become a reality. Yeah, and um, I would just like to add on the note of dreaming. For me, I think like every single being, every person, our dreams are very well interconnected and it's sort of a lie that we have to like compete against each other or our dreams would impede on each other. I think there's like room for all of us yes. to dream and accomplish it and just like dream in community and in partnership with each other in unity with each other. So I love this entire mission. I am so grateful for your wisdom, um, what you're doing. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful to know you, to have this conversation. Thank you so Aww. much. Thank you. I'm excited and grateful for this opportunity to share just a bit of our story and the work that we're doing here. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends. For more information, head to our website at whatgivesproject.com. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.